Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. This was, uh, he wrote this song after losing his daughter in the most horrific way. His 16, I believe 16 year old son, um, did not see his, I believe three year old. I might have the, the ages a little tiny bit off, but his older son did not see his little daughter behind like an SUV. It was graduation party. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this story. Um, and he ran over the three year old daughter. So you here you have a father that um, son accidentally runs over his little daughter. The most heartbreaking thing I could ever imagine. I mean, imagine being a parent and you're dealing not only with the loss of one of your children, but with your other child that probably feels so guilty uh, for this happening. Stephen Curtis Chapman wrote that song after that happened, and he has remained faithful to his Savior, Jesus Christ, and saying, just have to wait, just have to wait to see her again. So much forgiveness, so much faith. It is so inspiring to hear that song, so inspiring to hear so many songs by Stephen Curtis Chapman. But um, oddly enough, you you guys know I don't guest host a whole lot. I just kind of pop up here and there. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll go like a month without seeing me. But it is really strange that one of the times I guest hosted, it was my brother's birthday. Um, as you probably know by now, I lost my brother to a tragic car accident that I actually was anchoring that night when this car accident happened and found out later it was my brother, to make a long story short. Um and here I am again sitting in the chair. It's the third anniversary of that accident. Um, so it's just, I take it kind of as a God wink. I always end up sitting in this chair on those moments that were big. But I wanted to share that song because here's a man who had another tragic, horrible, traumatic event happen to him. And he has faith and um, so much faith and forgiveness. And um, I'm inspired Still, you know, it's been three years since that day that I, I reported on a horrific accident and found out the fatality was my brother. 
And his life is inspiring to me. It was inspiring to so many at the memorial. There were so many people saying, you know, one thing I know about your brother is he loved Jesus. And, and, and everybody knew that. People he'd worked with at, like, UPS, when he worked at UPS many years ago, were saying, like, yeah, I remember your brother witnessed to me. And um, I hope to live a life like that, just proudly, boldly claiming my love of Jesus and my faith in Christ. Because times are tough in different ways for all of us right now. It's like a roller coaster. Some days I feel like on fire, like, yes, the globalists are being exposed. And then other days I'm like, man, nothing is going to happen. But it's all about letting go, letting God, right? Um, so that is that story. Uh, at the memorial, a, a song was played as well with my soul. I really want to encourage you guys to look up the story behind that classic hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. The, the, the person that wrote that, he had been um, going over where he had lost his daughters. He was a businessman out of Chicago, and he had gone ahead, something came up, and um, he, his wife and daughters were put on a ship. Well, that sunk, he lost his four daughters, and then he wrote, It Is Well With My Soul. Just another, just amazing display of faith. And that was a, a song that was played at the memorial. Um, lots planned for the show today. I'm already down to 40 seconds to introduce it. But I really want to focus on kids, just the attack on our children. I mean, thinking of, of those children that we lost, my parents having lost a, a child, my brother, um, and then just the, the pure evil and attack on our children. So focusing on that, going to be talking to Jeff Younger, who has effectively lost his son. He had twin boys, um, and the mother, his ex-wife, is trying to transition one of his twin boys into a girl, causing irreparable damage. We're going to be hearing from Owen, I, I believe, in this next segment for an update on his court case. All kinds of things planned for today's show. Stick around. Over the phone on this Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. And I just wanted to give a couple updates here in the first segment. And then Christy Lee is going to take over. I know she's going to do a great job. She's got some guests coming up. Originally, I was scheduled to be off today as I had a court date. And I have now had that court date delayed yet another month. So we will be back in court next month. The political persecution of the Democrat Party continues. And I was thinking about coming in today anyway, but quite frankly, um, I am not only dealing with the scratched cornea that I discussed yesterday, I also now have strep throat. So my voice is a little weak, and I'm going to try to take this day to recover. And hopefully, I'll be able to come back in tomorrow and be perfectly healthy. And I really do hope so, because there is so much to cover that I'm just going to quickly lay out here in the first segment. The left in America is really starting to reach levels of insanity that I don't even believe. From them now promoting sexual camps where they teach kids to masturbate, have anal sex, and have transition surgery for kindergartners up to sixth grade. I'm not kidding you. We've got the flyers. We've got the public information on these camps. This is not a joke. They're going full pedophilia, and they're not even hiding it. It doesn't stop there. The left is now also praising children that are wielding rifles behind, or in front of, rather, a Nazi flag in Ukraine. The left is now promoting 
and celebrating children holding rifles in front of a Nazi flag in Ukraine. You cannot make this stuff up. Now, why would the left be reaching such levels of insanity at this current point in history? Well, here's why. They know that everything that's happening in the world right now, they are somewhat responsible for. Even if they're not the ones that pushed the button, they are the ones that put the guy in charge who's pushing the button. And of course, what are we talking about? Joe Biden. All the lies that they've fallen for over the past six years about Donald Trump, about COVID, about Russia, about everything, it's all coming back. The chickens are coming home to roost. They know that gas is going to be $10 a gallon soon. They know that Russia invading Ukraine is partly their fault. And they know that Joe Biden and his administration have been a complete disaster. So instead of growing up and manning up and admitting to their mistakes and trying to fix it, they're just going full-on insane now. Just full-on pedophilia, full-on warmongers, and it's all happening at the same time. Now, shame on the Western media for cheering on what's going on in Ukraine. Shame on them. Shame on them for propping up the Ukrainians to fight in this war for NATO. Shame on the Western media for calling this a war on Ukraine when that is not accurate. This is Russia versus NATO. This is Russia versus the West. This is Russia versus the globalists. That's what this is. Now, there's a hundred other things that they could decide to make a big deal of that could you could say is just as impactful or important to you as the situation in Russia and Ukraine. The supply chain collapse, the gas prices, the war in Yemen, the violent crime in American cities. There's all these things you could be concerned about political persecution and prisoners of the Democrat Party. But you see, the corrupt news media wants you to be focused on Ukraine because they obviously have an agenda there. Now, the question is going to be, how does Putin really look at what he's doing? Does, does he look at himself on a suicide mission for Russia, where he's going to have total victory for Russia versus the globalists, and he knows they're eventually going to try to Gaddafi him? Or does he think he can make strategic moves in Ukraine, back NATO off of his doorstep, calm things down? before it gets out of control. But I'll cover more of that tomorrow. Zelensky continues to be a big problem here. Now, NATO is the real problem, but Zelensky's doing Ukraine no favors. Delivering speeches as if he's Winston Churchill, encouraging Ukrainians to fight when, if this thing does get to the next level, they're just going to be wiped out. Now, as of today, the UN is only saying that 500 citizens have died in the war in Ukraine, 500. Well, we know that at least 22,000 people have died from the COVID-19 vaccines. So you tell me what the real issue is there. But of course, there it is again, the corrupt Western media wanting you to focus on their biggest issue, which I guess is having a gun to Russia's head 24-7 so that Russia can never live comfortably and in Putin's mind, I suppose, never lived to its fullest potential. But here's the real evil that we're doing with, dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. We're dealing 
with people that want to conquer this planet. And if you really want to know how evil they are, think about this. They block out the sun. The sun. Essential to all things on planet Earth, including yourself. And Bill Gates and the U.S. government and others want to block out the sun. Now, I know you say, hey, this is a completely different topic. Why are you bringing this up? No, it's all the same topic. It's all the same topic. The same power elite, the same power brokers that want to block out the sun are the ones who are running all these different operations down here on the surface, like wanting to keep a gun to Russia's head, which is NATO missiles on Russia's doorstep, which is what Putin continues to say which gets ignored by the mainstream media. So if you see famine and disease and sickness in this country and on this planet, just know that there are people who are blocking out the sun in order to accomplish their genocide and their eugenics. Now, here's an interesting twist. It appears we are on pace for $10 a gallon gasoline. I think in the next couple of days, when we see how these sanctions on Russia are really going to impact the gas prices, we'll have a better idea how bad it's actually going to get in the short term. But it's going to get real bad. In just two days, gas in, te- gas in Austin, Texas went up a dollar, and that was before the Russia oil ban. So I think in California and other places, you're probably going to see $10 a gallon gasoline by this summer. But just as gasoline is hitting $10 an hour, what does Joe Biden say? He says it's time to go back to work and remote learning and remote working and get back in the office. Wow. Just as gas hits $10 a gallon, you're going to promote that just as people can afford? And then there is the complete out-of-touch-with-reality wing of this now, where Pete Buttigieg says, oh, if you can't afford $5 a gallon gasoline, Go out and buy a $50,000 car. This is the Democrats' let-them-eat-cake moment. Now, Pete Buttigieg is a clown. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. He's the Lego man. He's just a useful idiot to the New World Order. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is the insanity that we're dealing with. So here's what you can expect. Your gas prices, your energy prices are going to go up. The supply chain is going to continue to collapse. And the left is going to go more insane than your mind can even comprehend becoming pro-pedophilia and pro-war. This is how it's all going to go down. This is what InfoWars was built for. This is what InfoWars has been trying to stop for decades. And now we have to turn it all over to God and beg God for forgiveness and beg God's intervention to save this planet from the evildoers that block out the sun, promote pedophilia, and are now lying you into another war. So with that, I hand it over to Christy Lee. Hopefully I'll be healthy and back tomorrow. I want to thank some great doctors who uh, are, are getting me some medicine to take care of this straight uh, strep throat, like Dr. Brian Artis. But uh, hell or high water, I should be back with you tomorrow with a guest in studio. I want to thank Christy Lee for taking over. I hand her the reins now. All right. He left me with about 15 seconds. So um, good breakdown of everything that we may be digging deeper into. I do want to touch upon Ukraine versus Russia and all the propaganda there and more coming up. In the meantime, InfoWarsStore.com. I stay on air. 
selling high quality products that you need, that you want, and that you're going to be happy with. That's why you come back and buy products from me again. It's a symbiotic relationship. I promote liberty. I promote freedom. I fight the globalist. And I'm able to do that because you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. And listen, all the products are great. But when it comes to high quality storable food in an inflationary system with major supply chain breakdowns, this is an absolute 360 win, a no-brainer. And they've got high-quality, storable food ready to ship to you right now. The great folks at My Patriot Supply exclusively at preparewithalex.com discounted. So, again, beat inflation, be prepared, fund the info war. The only way you lose is not taking action at infowarstore.com or preparewithalex.com right now. This is high-quality, storable food. This is how you beat inflation. Get yours today. It's ready to ship. But I wouldn't wait because prices are about to go up because inflation is exploding. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true today. We see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation, Great Reset Combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their, their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. And that's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room. This is Christy Lee. I'm guest hosting today and keeping it all about the kids today. Um, Been passionate for the kids showing up at the school board meetings, trying to fight against these evil tyrants, those that are trying to make life miserable for our children and also aggressively going after them, as we heard from Owen and also Alex in the previous show. Sex camps, really sex camps. This is disgusting stuff. It's just all wide open. Things that kids do not, is the last thing kids need to be talking about with strangers right now is um, gender identity and masturbation. I mean, really? Come on, guys. This is, is sick. So today's show, stop the mutilations and experimentations on our kids. If it's not enough that they're using our children as guinea pigs with these not safe and effective vaccines, now they want to go after them for sex ed summer camps for 8 to 10-year-olds. This is heartbreaking to read as a parent. It's it's just such sick, sick stuff happening right now. A couple of the headlines that caught my attention before we dig into some of the other information that I had planned for today is um, we saw Thomas Renz, friends of a friend of the show, the lawyer that was really whistleblowing about these terrible effects of the vaccines. He exposed the DOD vaccine injury data. He's putting the Biden administration on legal notice. We're talking again about lawyer Thomas Renz. You can find this in Slay News. Um, he Renz issued a special notice to the federal government with nearly 200 pages of evidence. And this is another case where when he came out with the evidence, of course, they tried to get ahead of it. 
and um, Nocket, but he noted that it's the DMED database is considered the premier epidemiological, I massacred that word, I apologize, epidemiological, there we go, uh, database in the world monitored uh, by an entire division of the military, yet they tried to gaslight you into thinking that this was a bunch of nonsense. He said, yeah, after we presented this data to Senator Johnson in a public hearing and after he wrote a letter to the Secretary of Defense regarding this information, the only response from the DOD was to a fact-checking organization stating that a glitch occurred in the database affecting the data from 2016 to 2017. But Renz argues that if there truly was a glitch, a key database relied upon to determine the science by Dr. Anthony Fauci and the White House Department of Health and Human Services – The Defense Department and public health officials around the world were wrong for five years, including the pandemic year of 2020. The glitch then magically repaired itself in 2021, despite the fact that the error went unnoticed for all of those years before that. Makes sense? I mean, can you follow this logic from the fact checkers and and from the Department of Defense? Why, um, oh, don't pay attention to that information. There was a glitch in the system that um, we didn't know about and then we fixed. And it's just it it sounds made up. As investigative reporter Daniel Horowitz of The Blaze points out, the Pentagon doesn't explain why the true numbers weren't in the system for five years, what the numbers in the system represented and why the 2021 numbers were were accurate. Ultimately, um, one of two things is true. Either there was a mass vaccine injury in the military or our military has been very unhealthy for the past basically five years. Either way, story of the year, um, continuing to fight attorney Thomas Renz. Senior epidemiologist apologizes to daughter's generation for morally wrong lockdown measures. This is coming from our friends at Summit News. The stunning admission was made by Professor Mark Woolhouse, who revealed to Sky News that he was told to correct his views after he criticized doomsday COVID models. When Woolhouse, author of a new book called The Year the World Went Mad, officially lodged skepticism about the figures, he said his objections did not go down well. After a flurry of emails, I was invited to correct my comments, he says. So he's apologizing to his daughter. Well, House also revealed how the government knew people over 70 were 10,000 times more likely to die from COVID than those under 15, but deliberately pursued policies that didn't take this into account and harmed children. Then we have this attack on our children. Insane state health agents conduct mask raids on three private California preschools and interrogate toddlers without parents present. In January, California child care licensing investigators questioned numerous students between the ages of one and four. Now we're interrogating toddlers at three Aspen Leaf preschools in the San Diego area. The private teacher owned schools were all simultaneously raided by state agents who immediately began isolating students alone and interrogating them about the school's masking policies. Insane. State agents even had the nerve to isolate and harass toddlers who can't even speak. As part of their masking enforcement operation, Connie Wu's daughter was not yet two years old when she was interviewed by regulators in January. Wu doesn't know what happened in the room or how her daughter felt because her daughter's too young to say. Can you just imagine these these brown shirts basically coming in and, and talking to toddlers? Why weren't you wearing a mask? Don't you know you need to be wearing a mask? I mean, these kids can't even verbalize anything. It's insane. 
She's not developmentally developmentally able to tell me, Wu told me. She doesn't have the vocabulary to be able to talk about being interviewed by a complete stranger. Insane. We're, We're living in a clown world, insane world. Wanted to talk about Ukraine now, um, Owen has done a great job at covering this. There's a lot to uncover when it comes to that because you do. You do have propaganda on both sides of the aisle. You have the propaganda from Russia, and there is. It's true. You have the propaganda coming out of Ukraine, and then you, of course, have our tried-and-true Western propaganda here in America. So um, here's what I got for you today. Uh, Kyle Becker has been following this. A lot of the times we're hearing and seeing about these supposed bioweapon labs, I don't know how much of that is true or false, but I mean, when Snopes is getting into it and telling me it's false, then it makes me more suspicious that there's some truth to this. So he had posted um, just a couple days ago that the Russian Ministry of Defense claimed it did have evidence of U.S.-funded bioweapons research labs in Ukraine. Uh, the official representative of the, of the Russian Ministry of Defense, he um, said that the documents allegedly originating from employees of Ukrainian biological laboratories confirmed that components of biological weapons were being developed in Ukraine in close proximity to Russian territory. So we have that. And then he updated that just uh, yesterday. Here are the documents the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine scrubbed on biological threat reduction labs. So... They're not true, I guess, but they're going to scrub them from the U.S. Embassy. Um, That's not suspicious. Amid the Russian accusations, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine has scrubbed a number of documents related to the Ukrainian Biological Threat Reduction Program. These documents have been retrieved and can now be read below. Um, So again, this is from Kyle Becker News. If you want to look at all of the documents that he has attached, they show both locations of the Ukrainian laboratories and the Department of Defense listing as a donor to the program. The Biological Threat Reduction Program is working in 27 countries. The U.S. ambassador uh, to William Moser said, we feel this disinformation and misinformation. It's not enough to say misinformation anymore. Now i got to say disinformation. Oh, my goodness. Um, is done just to really exploit divisions. We've had accusations that some research projects were being used to create threats, not to identify threats and re- reduce them. So there are labs there, but they're not to create threats, they're to reduce them. Isn't that what they said about the Wuhan lab? <laughs> that that those were all efforts to to be defensive moves, but now more and more every day we're seeing that this was a threat. So interesting how all of that, and they make a good point, here, the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, might massacre, massacred that name. Um, he says, and when developments in Iraq happened, when the United States claimed it was a threat to the U.S. national security, did anyone ask back then why the U.S. decided to bring a country 10,000 kilometers? Oh, shoot, I'm out of time. Jacob in Ohio, <laughs> welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living in a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex, thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the product. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody here on the fence about it. Get off the fence, get the product support the info war tyler in maine you're on the air thanks for holding go ahead hey alex it's great to be on with you it's an honor honor to talk to you awesome uh so first thing i wanted to do is say i love the products alpha power even at 29 if you ask my better half she loves it uh and it helps in the bedroom so just number one for a few well, it there. definitely works it's not a joke yeah. <laughs> absolutely 
Infowars.com forward slash show. The American way of life is under attack. This is the war room. Share this message right now at band.video. Welcome back. Christy Lee guest hosting. Wasn't watching the time. Cut myself off in the last segment. So let's try and get back on track. I failed to share the verse of the day at the top of the show because we were covering other things and Owen called. So let's share that right now. It is from Psalm 18.2, New King James Version. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Today, keeping about the kids, trying to talk about the mutilations and experimentations on our kids and how much we have to fight back, protect our children, and just be aware of this sick effort to corrupt them mentally, physically. This is the epitome of evil that we are fighting, but our stronghold in our deliverer is in the Lord, and we can stand on that promise and his promise of protection. So keeping it mainly about that, but also covering what's happening with the Russia-Ukraine situation, it is hard for many of us to make sense out of because there's just so much propaganda spewing all over the place. That's what I was talking about before we cut to break. Um, The point being raised by the foreign minister there in Russia was like, hey, look, You know, when developments in Iraq happened, how much did we hear weapons of mass destruction? We need to go in there. We need to fix that. It's a threat. Um, And he's saying, then why the United States back then, um, why did they get to bring a country 10,000 kilometers off its coast to order? Because the U.S. is a great power. Russia is therefore invoking the United States invasion of Iraq in 2003 as a pretext for invading Ukraine, because he's referring again to these alleged bioweapons labs, which... You know, I say alleged, but there is something going on there because the U.S. ambassador was saying, no, this is for prevention. And, and, you know, they were funded by the U.S. So who knows what's going on there? I mean, could be a bit of propaganda, but I think there's always like a little element of truth in these things. Um, We shall see. So a surprising explanation of Russia's invasion from a former top level CIA official in an op ed in MSNBC of all places arguing that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was likely preventable if the U.S. and NATO had merely tried to take a path of muscular diplomacy and potential compromise, and it appears to have slipped past the mainstream media censors, being that it was on MSNBC. Again, very surprising. Um, But the prevailing narrative is much kind of like we heard Kamala Harris characterizing the whole situation like, Russia is a big country, Ukraine is a small country. Insane. This is saying ultra-simplistic Hollywood-esque story. One day a big bully and monster named Putin decided he wanted to invade and kill people in a neighboring country and resurrect the Soviet Union. Uh, In this refreshingly realist uh, op-ed piece, this is from Zero Hedge, MSNBC political columnist Zishan Alim exposed the self-serving Washington narrative, which was intended more for the consumption of masses, as false. The top diplomats and U.S. officials who oversaw post-Soviet negotiations with Russia over Europe's security order in the 1990s knew full well that if NATO ever got expanded up to Russian borders, it would be suicide. And, you know, even Biden knew this. I'm sure you've seen this video, but let's show it again. Let's show that clip of Biden talking about this situation in 1997. I think the one 
place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission, having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO-Russian, U.S.-Russian relations. And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance were it to be tipped in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction, I don't mean military, in Russia, it would be that. So the way I look at the calculus here... So he knew that this was going to happen. Is it possible that he knew this is when it was going to happen and wanted it to happen, maybe poked the bear to make it happen? Because what could serve as a better purpose than to have something that would distract us of the war crimes here at home, of pushing these vaccinations on people, coercing them without informed consent, trying to go after our children with them? What could be better cover than, I don't know, like encouraging war that would distract everyone? So he knew it would happen. He's wanted it to happen. They're gleeful about this going on. And we can't believe a bloody word that comes out of their mouth. So um, also in a what in the conspiracy is this situation, um, you have uh, Sean Penn weighing in, of all people, actor Sean Penn. Um, Hollywood hard at work in Ukraine. This is from PJ Media. Um, he has to start the article. No, I'm not a Putin apologist. Like anybody that has any dissenting opinion on what's going on has to automatically say like, no, I don't love Putin, but here's here's my opinion of something different than what you're hearing from the mainstream. Big Global clearly wants everyone lining up to defend Ukraine while Vladimir Zelensky's motivation to garner sympathy and support is obvious. They're working together on getting the message out. It's only natural for Hollywood to be involved. Um, have you noticed that, you know, they're, they're really, really pushing this this propaganda documentary, Winter on Fire. Um, there's the Ukraine on Fire documentary by Oliver Stone. That's really good and really digs into the, like, the Nazi element of things. But they're instead pushing this other documentary propaganda, Winter on Fire. And even to the point that they're like, oh, and if you can't get it on Netflix, make sure you watch it on YouTube. And um, American actor, filmmaker Sean Penn has been in Ukraine on and off since November. What? Again, what in the conspiracy is this? Nonsense. He's been there since November working on a documentary about the Russian invasion. But he started it in November. <laughs> What's going on there? Already in on the ground in full production mode months before an actual invasion occurred. This is kind of like, you know, the patented vaccine discovery, Moderna patenting sequencing of the va- what's in the vaccine three years before it even came out. And Sean Penn is there in November before Russia actually even invades. What's going on here? Hollywood tattler TMZ reports that Penn recently returned from his latest visit to the zone, told CNN's Anderson Cooper that Zelensky showed nothing but courage, which Penn says is also evident in all Ukrainians. So anything that they're putting out there, obviously, we have to question what is going on. Switching gears here, I wanted to uh, cover some um, news on covid Document reveals feds paid news outlets to praise COVID vaccines. I mean, we all saw mainstream media basically hook, line, and sinker spreading the same narrative, but it was getting really creepy and confusing why even those that were like, hey, this is a doctor that we've talked to before. Why can't we talk to them about these early treatments? We saw that happening with other news stations, and now we're learning more and more about exactly why they were all in lockstep. Um, This was really spurred on by the blaze with their freedom of information uh, request. So 
vaccines for COVID-19 pushed by federal government, pharmaceutical industry and Americans, many unwillingly over the past two years can cause acute kidney injury, acute flaccid myelitis, anti-sperm antibody. I mean, there's pages and pages, nine pages now of side effects that have come out in the FOIA request for the Pfizer safety documents. Well, now it's been revealed that while Americans were facing those life and death threats, the federal government was paying news outlets $1 billion to promote the experimental shots. The Blaze reported through their FOIA, it found that government purchased advertising from, you know, the main ones that you would think, ABC, CBS, NBC, but also even Fox News and Newsmax. The report explained these outlets were collectively responsible for publishing countless articles and video segments regarding the vaccine that were nearly uniformly positive about the vaccine in terms of both its efficacy and safety. And then all the while, seeing the tired little addition to all of your Instagram and Facebook posts, safe and effective, safe and effective. But these vaccines are safe and effective. And it was all funded by our taxpayer taxpayer dollars. Chairman Matt Staver of Liberty Council, which has been active in fighting COVID-19 shot requirements, said people have been injured and died as a result of the most extensive propaganda campaign in U.S. history. And it was paid for with our taxpayer dollars. Then you have Saki labeling Florida's top doctor um, like a conspiracy theorist because he is saying he's the first um, Florida Surgeon General is the first to announce that um, that state is going to officially recommend against the COVID-19 vaccine for healthy children. So that makes him a conspiracy theorist automatically, even though he is from Harvard, has an extensive medical history. um, Just by going against narrative, you're automatically labeled. More to come after the break. I stay on air selling high-quality products that you need, that you want, and that you're going to be happy with. That's why you come back and buy products from me again. It's a symbiotic relationship. I promote liberty. I promote freedom. I fight the globalist. And I'm able to do that because you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. And listen, all the products are great. But when it comes to high-quality storable food in an inflationary system with major supply chain breakdowns, this is an absolute 360 win, a no-brainer. And they've got high-quality storable food ready to ship to you right now. The great folks at My Patriot Supply exclusively at preparewithalex.com discounted. So again, beat inflation, be prepared, fund the InfoWar. The only way you lose is not taking action at InfoWarStore.com or preparewithalex.com right now. This is high-quality storable food. This is how you beat inflation. Get yours today. It's ready to ship, but I wouldn't wait because prices are about to go up because inflation is exploding. It has been noted by many a historian that the first casualty of war is the truth. Then the next big casualty isn't even the people that die. No, that invariably follows. But first, there is the crackdown on populations, basic liberty and speech and massive censorship. And now across the world, from the United States to Europe, legislation is being introduced that if you amplify any, quote, pro-Russian information, you can be censored, you can be arrested, you can be imprisoned. And of course, now Canada's introduced legislation that if you have a thought crime and they think you may have the intent to engage in hate speech online, that you will be censored and arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, the authoritarianism is being carried out by the globalists around the world against humanity. That makes InfoWars.com more important than ever. The War Room. 
Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room. Stop the mutilations and experimentations on our children once and for all. We are going to be talking to Jeff Younger in the next hour. He has an interesting story as a father of twin boys dealing with an ex-wife that has been actively trying to transition one of those boys into a girl without his consent um, and being far too young to be able to make a irreversible decision of that kind. We're going to be talking to him in the next hour. So really focusing on this attack on children. I just got brought this article uh, that Mayor Adams um, uh, is ending school mask mandates, except he wants to keep it for the kids five and under. He wants to keep the youngest, uh, most defenseless of those, their faces covered. You know, those that were probably most adversely affected because of speech development issues. They need to stay masked up. Everyone else can be unmasked, but our littlists, they get to look like the little slaves of everyone. So he was asked, you know, what do you, what are these younger children? How are you supposed to answer the questions? Like, well, why does my big brother or big sister get to take their mask off? And I guess here's his response to that. If you were talking to a four-year-old and trying to explain why they have to keep their mask on, but their their six-year-old brother doesn't, what what is your your explanation to that four-year-old? I'm so happy you said that because when I was in Rockaway in the St. Pat's Day Parade, I did just that. A group of parents brought me and talked to their children and explained uh, to them. I told them, you're going to be taking off your mask like your big brothers and sisters are doing now. You know, when when you have big brothers and sisters, sometimes they do things first to make sure it's safe for you. And those children, they understand it because they trust their parents and they trust their leadership. They're not tainted like adults. <laughs> you know, they still feel uh, that we have to make the right decisions for them. And I'm with the parents. I want those masks off. I said it in January, but I have to do it right to make sure our city uh, protects its children and don't close down the city again. Isn't that sick how he's like, oh, they don't know any better not to trust the authority figures yet. You know, oh, thank goodness that they'll just do whatever we say. Isn't that sick how he says that? Oh, they don't know better than to 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 trust. It's so gross. Parent activist Daniel Jampel pushed back on the argument that kids five and under were at a heightened risk because that's his rationalization for that. He says it is a blatant lie that children under five have higher hospital rates. Anyone with a computer and the internet can go to the CDC website and see that hospital rates for adult hospital rates for adults over 50 are orders of magnitude higher than kids under five. But basically he's going to continue to control them because he can, because as you heard him say, they don't know any better. I mean, they'll just still trust the authority figures in their life, you know, unlike us rowdy bunch that will continue to question everything as we absolutely should be. Um, and then we also have the leftists and the liberals losing their minds over this bill that would serve to protect children from the brainwashing and the getting into their minds, this obsession with talking to children five, six, and seven years old about sex and gender ideology and and self... I can't even say it. It's gross. Um, for, for children at these super young ages, it's straight-up pedophilia. They're doing these sex camps for these kids. It's insane. And so, of course, they're, they're mischaracterizing this bill in Florida that would protect 
these children, protect these kindergartners through third grade from having their teachers have these uncomfortable conversations, these sick grooming conversations with their children. They're characterizing it as a don't say gay bill. And so you have all these idiots on Twitter just saying gay, 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 because you're saying that this is what the bill is, that it's that it's a don't say gay bill. The bill that liberals inaccurately called Don't Say Gay would be more accurately described as an anti-grooming bill. And I love um, DeSantis's response to this when he's asked about this question again, trying to push this false narrative. Here is his response to a reporter that asked about this. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. Well, it says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. We're going to make sure that parents are able to send their Good for him for setting the record straight. Now you have news outlets like CNN calling, like I said, this bill, the don't say gay bill. They're calling that. They're calling it that in copy. And, and meanwhile, here's what's in the bill. It's in response to an influx of gender ideology and sexual orientation content in classrooms across the nation. It has a heavy emphasis on parental notification. Oh, no. How dare they let the parents know what's going on? How dare they involve the parents in their own children's lives? HB 1557 requires that district school boards adopt procedures that comport with certain provisions of law for notifying a student's parent of a of specified information. So that is what's in this bill. It, there's nothing in it that says don't say gay. And it is completely and 100 percent targeted to the youngest, the kindergarten through third grade. I feel like it should be extended beyond that. You don't need to be obsessed with talking to uh, a kindergarten. You don't need to be obsessed with talking to my 10, 11, 12-year-old, even my 14-year-old. Quit your obsession with wanting to talk to my children about sex or what they identify as. Schools are supposed to be for education. Leave those other issues, personal issues, private issues to home. Leave it at a home. Insane. So uh, obviously this is making the weirdest bunch mad, um, whether it's because they can't groom. Maybe it makes it harder for them to groom the kids when they can't talk about these conversations. Um, Libs of TikTok shared a video of someone having a full-blown meltdown. Do we have that video? That we can As an American share. citizen, I find it truly disgusting that my country goes 40 steps forward just for people like the governor in Florida to take us 30 steps backwards. Don't say gay, Bill. Are you serious? Don't talk about what I went through and what my fellow gay LGBTQ plus community went through to get me here. Are you serious right now? Is the government sleeping? Why are they letting you do this? Isn't this the free country, the free world, freedom of speech? Don't say gay. That goes against freedom of speech. You cannot sit here and say being gay is not a choice when you're not gay. You don't know that. That's not in the bill. Okay, I can't even take any more of him. So it's, it's, again, totally mischaracterizing the bill. Probably hasn't read one flipping word of the actual bill. Just taking CNN's copy, 
their actual copy that says don't say gay when it's that's not what the bill is about at all and then <laughs> waving the the nails around and cla- oh my goodness if anyone has an identity issue it's this man going uh. yeah i mean come on I, I, part of me a small part of me wants to feel sorry for him i mean it should be a bigger part but like this is such nonsense it's it's just fake enragement from things that aren't even reality and he has a cross on. Okay, I'm surprised it's not upside down because that is insane. Insane. So, and then meanwhile, you have LGBTQ activists uh, hosting a non-binary sex ed summer camp. Is this the same one that we were talking about earlier, guys? Let me know if it's a totally different one because I can't keep track now. But this is from the Post Millennial. It's a summer camp in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I know Alex was talking about another sex camp. So who knows? Maybe there's multiple at this point. Um, this is disgusting. It's devoted to sex education for third grade through fifth grade third grade through fifth grade i mean what parent in their right mind would be like i think i want to send my kid to a sex ed camp my third grader or my fifth grader insane it's organized by an inclusive sexuality educator who advocates for minors to explore condom usage kinks and pornography third grade through fifth grade what is that seven eight nine ten I mean, why are we talking about condom usage? I mean, this is this is straight up pedophilia. What what do they know, need to know about that at, the, at these ages? This is sick. Kids at summer camp will be will not be divided by gender when learning about puberty and sex. Oh my gosh! Entire summer camp devoted to sex education, Indianapolis, and this is like Midwest. This is like hop, skip, and a jump from where I grew up. In the Toledo, Ohio area, Tanya Turner there. She was raised in rural Kentucky by a host of witchy women along sisters and cousins, apparently. Um, I guess she's behind this as well. Oh, let's go ahead and play some of this video. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose. Touch your nose. Show Aunt T. You can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk. So to the moms and the aunts should just be encouraging the, the littlest to touch themselves. I mean, I mean, forgive me, but that sounds a bit incestual. What the hell is going on? The globalists are bombarding us with propaganda and with spiritual warfare and with poisons and chemicals added to the foods. It's all come out. And they're doing that not because we're weak, but because we're made in the image of God, the creator, and we are powerful. And the social engineers fear that so much. So that's why I repeat that famous internet saying that nobody knows who first came up with, but boy, is it true. The propaganda would not be necessary if the situation was hopeless. They need all their propaganda and all their lies and all their evil and all their cultural death because they know we are strong. And they know in the end they signed on the God of this world who is a loser. And that's why it's so important that everybody keep InfoWars on the air now more than ever. Because even if you don't believe in God, what the globalists are manifesting and setting up is satanic. And we are opposing the one world government and the mark of the beast they just announced. All right. So tell me, you're Lady Maga. Tell me about yes. you. 
Um, I am Lady Maga USA, and um, I what you know I grew up. I'm gay, and I was a professional drag queen. I was a professional Britney Spears impersonator, and I had a lot of fun. But as you know, over the last five six years, the LGBTQIA plus plus XYZ LMNOP MAP movement. Um, they no longer stand for equality or inclusion. They stand for cultural dominance. And I really decided to step away once they started pushing hormones and castration and sterilization on children. Because guess what? When I was nine years old, I used to sneak and wear my sister's cheerleading outfits. I've always loved hair and makeup. So if I had been born today in this modern LGBTQIA XYZ culture, they would have told me I'm in the wrong body. And they could have given me hormones, they could have mutilated me before I was 18 and knew what I was doing. So the reason I stepped away is because all I ask is the freedom to be gay, wear a wig, have a good time. My freedoms end where the freedoms of others begin. And that includes evangelical Christians, that includes people who say I'm going to hell, because I am a free speech absolutist. And if I want to have the free speech to, you know, be crazy and have fun, then I have to defend the free speech of others. And so that's why I, in 2019, I just said enough is enough. This LGBTQIA plus movement is doing things in my name, so to speak, that I cannot tolerate. So I jumped on the Trump train. I went to rallies. I took a big risk. Like, can I do this? You know, wearing a wig. And it's been nothing but acceptance and unity as patriots. And one of the reasons I'm different than other drag queens is I don't need to go to a pride parade and wave sex toys in public. I don't need to dress in a provocative manner. You can be fabulous, you can be fun without being vulgar. And drag queens and the LGBTQIA plus movement, they need to save their adults only content and their explicit content and their vulgarity for the nightclubs. Yeah, so I want to talk to you about that because in Austin, Texas, we've had drag queen story club uh, hours and everything, and you've had drag queens and they're gyrating and there's like Stripping, nipple tassels and stuff like that. I mean, teaching my nieces and nephews to twerk? No. So Drag Queen Story Hour, it sounds very benign. It sounds very like, oh, it's just drag queens reading stories. No, their stories are carefully and politically selected. And the stories are all about erasing gender, pushing Okay, we can come out of this. I wanted to share some of this video because uh, you know me as having gone to a lot of the school board meetings in, in my school district and railing against... Not only the masks, but all of the corruption happening in the schools and also the pornography that is pushed pushed in the schools that is under the guise of being social justice or or teaching about transgender issues. And so talking to this transgen well, trans queen, drag queen there at CPAC, um, I wanted to ask about that. And he uh, identified himself as a he and um, as a gay man and was explaining that, no, that has no place in the school, that it's not transphobic, that to demand that pornography not be in the school. So it was an interesting conversation. I feel like some of you are mad at me for like having this conversation. Um, 
just because I am having a conversation with this person doesn't mean I automatically agree with their lifestyle, but I think it's important to have these discussions and and sort out where we can agree. And um, this person was against um, gender mutilization, gender mutilation for children, was against this automatic... um, Again, targeting children for these adult issues. So if you want to check out the whole interview, you can find that on, of course, Band.Video on my page there, um, talking to this individual who identifies himself as a gay man that likes to dress up but considers, you know, adult content, keep it adult content, keep it away from the kids. Um, If you have to acknowledge it, it's saying, oh, you can dress up like Spider-Man, you can dress up like this, you know, but keep it appropriate, keep it adult. So interesting, uh, interested to hear your thoughts on that. Going to be joined by Jeff Younger next, who is talking about the trying to have to protect his child, his child from mutilation from these crazy liberal leftist psychopaths that want to harm his child. back to the war room being joined by Jeff Younger he is running for Texas House District 63 he's a brave individual been in the news recently for trying to speak at a college and basically run out by leftist loonies Antifa um, Jeff we thank you so much for your bravery for um, fighting for your child I know there's a save James movement regarding um, his son, James. And it's been a while since we've gotten to talk to you, Jeff. I, I it was able to meet with you in person just the other day at the um, Texas Fight with One Voice event that had, you know, all three gover- governor candidates there speaking against all this child gender ideology. And I was so honored to meet you because I just think you're so brave and you've been through so much. And um, for those, uh, anyone that maybe doesn't know your story, can we get kind of like a recap? You bet. Um, I just first, though, if I could just take a minute and just uh, I think I need to begin with a mea culpa here. I I owe InfoWars and in particular Alex Jones an apology. For many years, I scoffed at InfoWars, made fun of you guys. I made fun of Alex Jones. Um, I met Alex Jones by accident uh, in Dallas one time, didn't even know it was Alex Jones. And I was still making fun of him. I would have made fun of him to his face. After Jeffrey Epstein, I realized they really were flying kids down to the Caribbean and they really were abusing kids in in kind of ritualistic abuse. And um, it really just shook me up. And I I owe everybody at InfoWars and especially Alex Jones an apology. And when I make a mistake, I admit it. And I made a mistake. Well, so what's going on with my son? The uh, the courts, in order to stop me from lobbying the legislature against this, as you know, I, I worked very hard in the le- Texas legislature to get a law outlawing sex change surgeries and chemical castration of minors. I almost got it passed. I passed it through the Senate, almost got it through the House, but it was blocked by the establishment in the House, by Republicans in the House. Hmm. And um, so I was very successful and almost almost made it to the floor of the House for a vote where I would have gotten uh, unanimous votes from the Republicans and 60 percent of the Democrats and indicated they would vote for it. That's why they had to keep it off the floor to keep it from passing. So uh, the judge in my case issued a gag order on me. This is in family court. This is the 301st District Court in Dallas County. It's Judge Mary Brown. 
She issued a gag order on me, which prohibits me from talking about political topics. It doesn't even prohibit me from talking about my case. It gives me a permanent lifetime ban from any interview, radio interview, podcast interview. I can never be on social media again for the rest of my life. I can never make a blog post. I can never talk about any LGBT issue, any transgender issue, any issue around gender dysphoria or gender at all. And I can't tell you whether my son is male or female. So I told the judge in the, in this case, and I, I've told her in every television interview, and I've told her in court, I do not believe that that, that uh, uh, gag order is constitutional. I, I, am, I am contemptuous of the judge for violating the rights of a Texan in the way that she's done by issuing that gag order. I'm contemptuous of the order, and I'll never follow it. And I've told her that she's, she's obligated to give me the maximum sentence in criminal contempt in jail. And I want to go to have my day in an appeals court uh, on a writ of habeas corpus to have her justify why she would imprison me on a lifetime ban from, from political speech. So because she knew she would lose that, in July, on July 31st, she took my kids away from me. Mm. And this was her reasoning. Her reasoning was that the gag order was entered in the best interest of the children. Since I was violating the gag order, the unconstitutional and unlawful gag order, I was, I was acting outside the interests of the children and therefore, on that basis, she took my children. She gave me less possession than convicted pedophiles. She gave me uh, supervised visitation, $600 a visit. Um, the, uh, the gay counselors that were to supervise my visit refused to allow me to uh, change my son out of address at those visits. And I have long refused to participate in the abuse of my son, so I haven't seen them since July 31st. On that basis that I haven't gone You haven't to seen your son since July 31st of last year. That's right. I'm so sorry, Jeff. And, and on, the, on the basis that I have not visited them because I will not participate in transgender abuse of my sons, the court is now saying that I've abandoned my son Ugh. because I won't Ugh. meet with my son and address and call him by his girl's name and use female pronouns. So they set up a trap for me. We're going to court again. I'll probably spend another quarter of a million dollars trying to keep my son safe. This is insane. And and for those that maybe aren't familiar with your story, get let's give some further background. So this all started when your son was how old? She started transitioning my son when he was two. Um, she filed for divorce when he was three. If you go out onto YouTube and you just search for mommy says I'm a girl, you'll see the first time I ever learned that she was cross-dressing him, teaching him that he was really a girl, that he had a girl's brain and a boy's body. And at that point in that video, she had almost convinced him that he actually was a girl. So sad. I mean, and he says in that video, mommy, mommy says I'm a girl. I mean, like, this is insane. A brain not even fully developed. And it's just so, it's just like you said, just pure abuse. Yeah. Have you tried to figure out the psychology behind this? You have twin boys. Do you think that there was a some kind of underlying reason she wanted one of them? I mean, these are her only children, correct? Like, is there a reason maybe she wanted to have a girl, too? And so this she thought she'd indoctrinate her kid into thinking is a girl. You know, I've believe me, I have had many a sleepless night uh, trying to understand her motivations, because if I understood her motivations, I might be able to change her mind and bring her back to some sense. But I have never been able to understand her motivations. In court, she swore that the reason that she began to transition James is that he ordered a girl's toy in a Happy Meal at McDonald's. And a few days later in Target, he saw a multicolored unicorn on a silver purse and asked if she would buy it for him. That's in sworn testimony, and that's when she thought he might be a girl. 
ridiculous. mean, it, it is so ridiculous. I mean, we we talk all about like, oh, gender, or we shouldn't think about gender, and everybody should be equal and everything. But then the, the same people that say that have an obsession with gender stereotypes. She did all of this, this irreversible damage that she's allowing to happen to him based on stereotypes. That's correct. If you actually look at the DSM-5, which is the diagnostic manual that psychologists use for gender dysphoria and other psychological disorders, um, you'll find that the, the definition basically says that two things have to occur. One, the child must engage in stereotypical behavior typical of the, of the other gender, and it must cause some kind of impairment of the child, emotional, social, or some kind of impairment. The entire definition is based on the fact uh, that the child is engaging in stereotypical behavior of the under, other gender. It's literally based on gender stereotypes. Um, and so, so the entire definition is insane and ridiculous, as are most of the definitions actually in the DSM-5. They're stipulative definitions. They're not empirical definitions. They're not scientifically based. They're developed through bureaucratic and democratic processes and committees, not by replicated science. So that, that's what they did. They, they basically just created this definition and then just began to apply it to children across the world wholesale. And then if you're talking about science and data, I mean, Billboard Chris, I, I think you have uh, worked with him as well. And he, I he's, love that. Yeah, he's great. He's so brave. And he um, has shared just how much, I mean, if you're looking at data, how much people grow out of these uh, gender dysphoric situations. Almost all of them do. Almost all of them. And I don't know if you caught that interview with the drag queen that I did at CPAC. Yes, I but I mean, it was in, people may not agree with that, but at least he was saying like, look, when I was nine years old, I was dressing up, putting dresses on here. But like, I'm a gay man. If, if I had done that today as a nine year old, they would have literally mutilated me, <laughs> he they said. Would. So he's speaking out against this, which I can appreciate. And, you know, I, I grew up on a, in a farm and a ranch up in the panhandle of Texas. You know, we had a lot of tomboys. Most of my friends were actually tomboy girls. And um, all those girls would have been transitioned today. And the funny thing about it is all of them, once they passed through puberty, became, you know, became, uh, you know, associated their gender with their biological sex. And where I come from, tomboys are considered like the best wives because they can hunt, ride and shoot with you. I mean, they're highly sought after where I come from. So I don't I don't really get this. Like, you know, puberty is actually the cure for gender dysphoria. Puberty is the process by which you come to identify with your biological sex and come to terms with your social role in in, in your society. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why they block puberty. They block puberty because they want to block the cure for gender dysphoria because they want these children. They want to sterilize everyone. Jeff Younger, thanks for joining us. Stick around, please. We want to have you for at least another segment or two. Um, Stick around. Alex Jones here with a very simple proposal for all our great InfoWars listeners and viewers. If you will simply get X3 with all three types of good iodine that boost your immune system and help everything that goes on your body at the cellular level, it will change your life. It will invigorate you. It will empower you. Almost everyone has iodine deficiency. Look into it for yourself. It's the opposite of fluoride. It's the good halogen. And then your purchase of X3 funds our operation. Now, a lot of our products have been sold out and never came back in because of the lockdowns and supply chain breakdowns. We were sold out of X3 for a long time. 
and I had it on sale for 50% off, and a lot of folks were getting it. And I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to bring it back on sale again just until it sells out. Because even though we won't make as much money in the long run, a lot of folks need this product, and we need to get the money from the sales in now to stay on air. So your X3 right now at 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. I stay on air selling high-quality products that you need, that you want, and that you're going to be happy with. That's why you come back and buy products from me again. It's a symbiotic relationship. I promote liberty. I promote freedom. I fight the globalist. And I'm able to do that because you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. And listen, all the products are great. But when it comes to high-quality storable food in an inflationary system with major supply chain breakdowns, this is an absolute 360 win, a no-brainer. And they've got high-quality storable food ready to ship to you right now. The great folks at My Patriot Supply exclusively at PrepareWithAlex.com discounted. So again, beat inflation, be prepared, fund the info war. The only way you lose is not taking action at InfoWarsStore.com or PrepareWithAlex.com right now. This is high-quality storable food. This is how you beat inflation. Get yours today. It's ready to ship, but I wouldn't wait because prices are about to go up because inflation is exploding. Infowars.com forward slash show. We are living in strange times, strange and evil times, and we are asking for an immediate stop to the mutilations and experimentations on our kids, whether it be their mind, messing with their mind, messing with their bodies through vaccines or trying to do transgender operations on our children before their brains are fully formed. I'm with Jeff Younger, who has now been separated from his son for months now um, because of not going along with this transgender ideology and um, not going along with this abuse of his child uh, by his ex-wife. So, Jeff, um, we were talking about how this all happened starting at age two. Basically, stereotypes is what rationalized um, your ex-wife um, into starting this this down this road. Now, we have seen a victory as far as the attorney general and um, Governor Greg Abbott speaking out against this, uh, basically labeling this this act as um, child abuse. How much is that helping your case or how much do you anticipate that helping your case in order to be able to see your kids again and stop whatever she's trying to do with your son? I think it's going to help me considerably. Um, I've been through seven CPS investigations, um, and all of them have found that while I'm not abusing my son by raising him just as a boy, um, she's not abusing him either. And um, I, I think that it, it puts the agencies – see, the, in Texas, an attorney general opinion binds the agencies. So they all have to go with the attorney general's interpretation of the law. So they have to consider this child abuse in CPS investigations from now on. Now, it doesn't bind the courts. Judges are still free to do what they want. And that's why we need a law to take away that discretion from judges. But this is a significant advance forward. And the mere fact that the agencies look at this as child abuse now, it has already shut down all gender clinics in Houston and Dallas. They're not doing these procedures anymore. Um, it's too risky for them to do it because the doctors could be found guilty of child abuse. And so... Um, we're having an, a, a tremendous effect. And I think, though, that the reasoning 
of the Attorney General's opinion is very important. And it relates to exactly what Alex was saying during the break. He talked about how they want to take control of human procreation and how they, they, they have a program to do this. What the Attorney General's opinion found is that every person has a fundamental liberty interest in procreation. It is a fundamental liberty interest as fundamental as freedom of speech, the right to keep and bear arms, the freedom to assemble, and so forth. And no one can take that away from you in the state of Texas now, because the attorney general has found in Texas and federal law that this is a fundamental liberty interest. So just as a parent can control the speech of a child, a parent cannot permanently remove the ability of a child to speak. They can certainly control whether children have sex, they can stop children from having sex, but they cannot remove the ability of a child to procreate. That's something that only an adult can decide for themselves. So I think this was a direct attack on the global homo establishment's attempt to control human procreation. It's so sad. I mean, and it, it, does, it isn't just preventing procreation. I mean, of course, we see that this is sterilizing both young boys and mm-hmm. girls through these these yeah. procedures. But um, as our friend Billboard Chris has been showing and sharing, it's also affected bone density. It's affect- affected mm-hmm. children's very health, apart from the whole gender ideology aspect of it, but their actual physical health in, in so many other ways. Yes, and this is exactly why the Scandinavian countries, in particular uh, Norway and Sweden, have shut down all, all of the, they don't even recommend puberty blockers for gender dysphoric children. They just recommend long-term counseling now because they found that they were getting like uh, children who had been on these, uh, you know, through puberty, they go to cross-sex hormones, then they have the sex change surgeries and in their late twenties are having very serious life-threatening osteoporosis because their bones didn't grow properly. Mm-hmm. That's why when the other side says that these are all reversible treatments, it's not true. None of it's true. The puberty blockers are not reversible because the human skeleton doesn't grow properly. The cross-sex hormones sterilize children, threatening a fundamental liberty interest in procreation. And the sex chain surgeries mutilate children. Now, for example, in Texas, female genital mutilation was outlawed here. It's totally illegal here in Texas. Okay, It's a very serious felony to engage in female genital mutilation. Why were they ever allowed to do this to females? And why weren't boys covered? So it seems totally uncontroversial to me. We've already passed a female genital mutilation bill. It passed unanimously with Democrats and Republicans. Why can't we get this bill passed to protect children from these transgender mutilations? Absolutely. And how far um, has your ex-wife been able to get as far as trying to to change the gender of your son? So in, in direct expenses, I paid probably between uh, $400,000, dollars in total economic costs, I'm well over $1.5 million, to stop her from chemically castrating him. So she's still under an order to not chemically castrate my son. However, my leftist judge could just turn around tomorrow and take that off, and she could have done that. Without the attorney general's opinion, she could have done that. Ken Paxton's opinion, whatever you think of Ken Paxton, and I happen to like the guy, but whatever you think about the attorney general, he did the right thing for children. And the governor, Abbott, I've been extremely critical of this man. But just like I did my mea culpa with Alex Jones and InfoWars, when when somebody does something right, I'm going to say this was really an excellent step by Governor Abbott to order investigations into this. This took away the discretion of the agencies to ignore it. He said, you must investigate this 
under the child abuse statutes. And I want to praise Governor Abbott and Ken Paxton for doing the right thing for children in Texas. It wasn't politically easy, and they did it. If um, And just to give us a little insight, I know that you said that with your son, that when he would come to stay with you, it's not that you ordered him not to wear the dresses, but he just simply didn't want to. You said that you had dresses there at your home. Um, yeah. But when he was with you, he, I, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. My son actually rejects a female identity in my home. Um, you know, uh, I had dresses here for him hanging in his closet. He could put them. Look, I'm all about if he wants to experiment with gender, he could do it in the home in private. And I told him that's what the home's for. The home is for private activities like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I woke up one morning. I'm a light sleeper. I woke up one morning about three in the morning and the light was on downstairs in the kitchen. I went down there and he was down there throwing those dresses away. Really? And I asked him, what are you doing up so early? And he says, Dad, I just don't want to be a girl. And, um, and I said, well, why are you a girl at your mom's home? And he said, Mommy won't love me if I don't put on dresses. <laughs> just about made me cry. And I haven't cried in 30 years. Um, so, I mean, the, the, he's just a boy who wants his mom to love him and accept him. Um, and he's also a boy of, of a different kind of temperament. He kind of has my temperament when I was a young man. Okay. Um, he's simultaneously a very skilled boxer. I mean, he's feared by people at his boxing school. Okay. He is a very good boxer with a monstrous jab. Um, and but at the same time, he's very interested in poetry like I was when I, when I was his age. I was fascinated with the oral qualities in language. He's a, a, an artist. He loves to draw. He particularly likes to draw landscapes. Um, he's interested in designing video games and level design and video games and those sorts of things. My other son is much more interested in wrestling, hunting rabbits, um, you know, doing things like that. So yeah, I, I think- want to ask you more about that dynamic um, and also your campaign uh, if you stick around for the next segment. So we're talking to sure. Jeff Younger, fighting for his son, Save James. Please support his efforts. Please support him. We'll be back with him in a minute. Thank you. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself and my family and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing, and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Welcome back to The War Room. Christy Lee guest hosting today. I have been... 
sharing the stage, if you will, with Jeff Younger. He has been bravely um, and in a no compromise way fighting for his son, James, fighting to protect his son from transgender surgery and ideology, um, even at the expense of not being able to see his son, which I can't even imagine how heartbreaking that is for you to not be able to see him while you're, I mean, it's a, it's a no compromise situation. And hopefully he will someday be like, thank you, dad, for, for fighting for me when no one else would. Um, that's going to be my hope and my prayer for you. So, uh, you're also running for, um, a, a Texas house district 63 and you did make it into the runoff. Yes, I made it to the runoff. Um, we'll be we'll be going into uh, another election. Um, I'm running against a fairly establishment uh, candidate. He's gotten money from all the typical establishment sources. And you have been so brave. There's that video that's been making it viral, going viral. You spoke at um, where did you speak at? The- I spoke to the young conservatives at the University of North Texas. And okay. if you don't know. UNT is a hotbed of Antifa activity, and I went into the hornet's nest there. Yes, you did. I mean, in seeing the video, they're all cursing and screaming at you. One, one, mm-hmm. gosh, do I call it a her or a him or a, <laughs> a screaming? I mean, it just it seems demonic. What were you feeling in that moment with having to face all of that? You know, look, uh, I knew when I walked into that room that w- there are going to be one or two outcomes. They were going to let me give my speech and presentation, and then we'd have a raucous Q&A afterwards, and a very entertaining one, I was hoping. Or they were not going to let me get my speech off. But unlike other conservatives, ain't nobody running me out of a room. Mm-hmm. So when I walked in there, and they, they, they thought I was just going to fold after five or ten minutes, they throw my hands up, I can't give a speech, so I'm going to walk out and be done with it. And I'm like, no. I got a two and a half hour speech, a two hour speech, 30 minute q and I'm going to make you protest for two and a half hours. And you know what? These little cream puffs couldn't do it. They didn't last 45 minutes. You can't keep up that level of yelling and, and uh, intense activity for very long. And uh, when they started shutting down, they started using all kinds of intimidation tactics against me. So they tried to surround me. They started screaming in my ear. And I just kept telling them, listen, commies, is this the best you've got? You're not driving me out of this room, so bring it on. That's so awesome. So were you able to give any of your speech, or how'd that work out? Small part. I thought I might be able to explain the gag order to them and get some common ground with these leftists because, you know, there was a time when the left championed free speech in this country. And uh, I thought we might be able to get some common ground, but it just wasn't happening. So uh, when they saw that I wasn't going to be intimidated, and we have this on video – there was an Antifa shot caller in the room, and uh, he, he said, look, this is them trying to surround me. See how they're starting to get behind mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the shot caller said, look, we can't intimidate this guy. He's not leaving. So they had between three and 400 people surround the building and actually threaten the building with arson in order to cause the police to evacuate it. And that did not work? <laughs> Well, they evacuated me. I went through the big crowd out the back. There were probably 200 people back there. I got punched uh, in the ribs, um, took, a, took a little bit of a headshot, a grazing headshot. I got in a police car. They tried to pull me out of the police car. Uh, we, we got the door shut. They tried to break the windows. Then they tried to overturn the police car, and then we were able to get away, and they pursued us down the street. 
It's absolutely insane. It's just unbelievable. I mean, these, like you said, they're supposed to be free for free speech, open mind, but they won't even listen. They won't even listen to what you've gone through. Gosh, Jeff, you've been through so much to have to um, face these ever-mounting legal bills, just trying to be uh, a present father in your son's lives. I wanted to ask you about that. What's the dynamic with um, the twin brother that has not had to face the gender transitions. What are his thoughts on this? Well, I really appreciate you asking that question. Um, so, uh, I name my, my sons after the brothers of Jesus. So James and Jude, James is the one that she's trying to transition. Jude's question is like the best, best explained this way. So I'll tell you a story. We were out rabbit hunting. So my boys love the stories from when I grew up on a ranch. I used to hunt rabbits with a patchy throwing stick. You know, and I'd bring home a couple for the pot and we'd eat them, you know, uh, when I was a kid. It was something like I could provide food for the family. It was like a big deal to me when I was a young man. So my boys wanted to go out and hunt rabbits. Fortunately, there's no rabbit season in the county I'm in, so we can go out. So I actually bought them hunting boomerangs from Australia and they learned how to throw them and we'd go out and we'd hunt rabbits. So we had come back. We were filthy dirty. We'd been at the creek and we were all just piling into the shower like men do to shower up to go to dinner. And Jude just pointed down at James Venus and said, how can they keep calling him a girl? And why do I have to keep lying about it? And Jude's, Jude's basic quandary is he knows the commandments tell him he's not supposed to lie. But he's being told to lie at school and at home. And I think it's undermined his entire moral framework. Um, he's, you know, he's basically telling me, when should I not obey God's commandments? It's had a terrible effect on his moral education. That's so sad. Um, have you been able, and actually I want to get this in, um, if, if anybody wants to do like a rapid fire comment or question in the last segment of this hour, feel free to call one 789 one When was the last chance you, I mean, have you even been able to talk to your sons since July? I don't even get electronic communication with them. So I write them letters. So, um, you know, uh, over, over Christmas, I wrote them letters about you know, the theological meaning of Christmas, we're Orthodox Christians, um, the importance of fasting through Christmas and the meaning of fasting. You know, you know, prayer is our weapon against the devil and fasting is our weapon against the flesh and giving to the poor is our weapon against the world. And we need to use these three weapons often and, and use them a lot to, you know, I write them letters about how do they know they're making moral progress in their Christian life. Um, I've written um, things about, you know, how do you read a book? How should you think about education? And, and how do you think about different subjects in your education? I can only communicate with them through these letters, and I don't even know if they're getting them. Mm. So you don't even know if their oh, mother is giving funny. them the, the letters? Yeah. You know, Matt Walsh um, wrote a book, uh, uh, a, a children's book, uh, making fun of transgender ideology. And it's about a kid who pretends to be a walrus and his mother then starts taking him seriously and treating him exactly like he's really a walrus. So I sent my kids that book and uh, tried to explain to them, how do you know when a story is true to help them see through the globalist and homosexual establishment propaganda? So I'm starting early with my boys to teach them how to recognize globalist propaganda this way. Interesting. Um, but that's heartbreaking that you can't even know if they're getting your letters, can't even see your kids at, yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, I mean, but every every situation you've had with them has been um, positive up until this, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, 
Look, my boys and I are very, very close. And I think the judge did this for two reasons. One, the, the leftist judge wanted to end my masculine influence on my sons because what happened in the month of July that prompted all this. So I have a court appointed counselor. Her name is Dr. Susan Fletcher. She's in Frisco, Texas. And my son told her four times in the month of July in appointments that he wants to be a boy and he wants to go to school as a boy, that he's getting embarrassed by all this. She never responded to him. So he went into her uh, office on the next appointment and recorded himself telling her that on his Apple Watch. Mm. Okay. And she flipped out and she said that I was forcing him to say that he was a boy. She initiated another CPS investigation against me. She told the court that me talking about what they're doing to him is a danger to him. And in her report to the court, nowhere mentions that my son said he wants to be a boy. Mm. And that was a big part of the reason the court had justification to try to take my sons away from me. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on here where the, the psychology establishment and the political establishment are trying to hide the fact that my son wants to be a boy. And he, look, he presents as a boy with me and he presents as a girl only with his mother. So with me, he has a chance at a normal life. With his mother, he's going to have a transgender life with a 20% higher suicide rate. And Why irreversible court- damage if she's able to get those hormones and puberty blockers into him. This is so scary, so evil. It's just almost hard to yeah. believe. We're going to be back with Jeff Younger and um, possibly a couple of your phone calls after this break. Thanks for sticking with us. It's hard to believe that we're already into March 2022. And in the month of February, we had a very popular sale that was going of our flagship product, X3, that has all three types of the amazing iodine your body needs for every electrochemical cellular activity in your body, your immune system, your stamina, your libido, so much. And the majority of the population in the world is iodine deficient. This is the very best iodine out there. So we had it on sale 50% off, but we sold more than half of what we have. More isn't going to come in for a long time. So I took it back to full price. And I was just thinking, you know what? We need the funds in now to stay on air. Plus, this is a great product everybody needs. So to incentivize folks out there that have been on the fence to get X3 and experience it for yourself and support the broadcast, I'm going to keep it at 50% off until it sells out. Get X3 right now exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
Welcome back to the War Room. We're in our final segment of the hour with Jeff Younger, brave man that has been fighting, um, using all of the finances at his disposal to try and see his sons, try and be involved in his twin sons' lives and protect his one son from trans uh, trans operations uh, at the hands of his mother. Um, also running for Texas House District 63. Um, before we dive back in, I wanted to um, remind people, how can they support you? Because this is insane how much money you've had to dish out against these leftist judges and court orders and the CPS at- attacks. You've had to dish out so much just to try and be able to be involved in your and protect your son. So how can we support you? Well, there's really three ways. One, engage in political action to get a law passed just to ban these things outright here in Texas and take away discretion from these leftist judges. Um, the second way is to is to you know take advantage of the fact that we have open trials in this country. We have open courts. Visit family courts. Visit these cases and see exactly how people are being treated in the courts in your county, and be active in the selection of judges. The most important people you vote for are DAs and judges because they have absolute immunity from prosecution, even if they break the law and commit felonies in the course of their duties. They cannot be prosecuted. They are the most powerful elected officials. Judges have the power to not only deny you speech, but to compel you to speak, which is an awesome power of government, if you think about it. Ask Alex Jones from those depositions that he had to do, right? So judges are really important. And the third way, if you want to directly help me, Um, You can go to the Save James Facebook page. Just search for Save James, and you'll see a little boot logo. And uh, there's a donation link there, and that goes to defray my legal expenses and child care expenses with James. Those are the three ways you can help. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we did want to take a a couple phone calls. Um, We want to go to to Sherry in Missouri. Sherry, you wanted to comment on the situation. Yes. I have been through this. I know except the sexual aspect. My children were physically abused, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. I keep saying the same thing. They were denied medicine. Uh, I actually have a felony from taking my children when I was denied three years of visitation because the courts will not protect the children. And people keep voting in these people, and they need to vote them out, just like you said. They have In Missouri, we have a cushy retirement program for judges, and we need to get them out. You wouldn't think it saves us money on retirements. You're exactly right. If if you go to my uh, my webpage, jeffyoungerfortexas.com, uh, look on my issues page, and you'll see that I have a comprehensive family law reform program that I'm proposing. And one of the biggest problems we have is that although the Texas Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that judges don't have this power, they still assert it in every family court in Texas. Every judge candidate should be asked the following question. Do you believe that as a judge, you have the right to determine what is in the best interest of the children in a divorce. And the answer to that question at law is that the judge does not have that ability. If there are fit parents present, only the fit parents can determine the best interest of the child. So the judge is empowered to, if there's a disagreement, to select one parent's idea over the other or fashion a combination of the parent's ideas but the judge is not at liberty to determine what is in the best interest of a child. And every single judge, I've, family court judge I've asked that question of says, yes, I determine what's in the best interest of the child. So it seems that family courts think that, that, the, that your children become wards of the state and they're going to determine how to raise your kids, but they're going to make you pay for it and do all the work. And that has to stop in the state of Texas. 
Well, and speaking of paying for something, we Missouri just had something blow up in St. Louis County where I saw them. Yeah, the whole circuit, like thirty-one judges recused themselves. Yes, and I have been through that where the judges will assign a friend, and they're getting these kickbacks on guardian ad litem stuff. I spent fifty thousand dollars on one divorce, uh, probably thirty thousand on the second. It's and they're mm-hmm. just making money and oh you need to go see a psychologist because you're fighting for custody right. and they're not it's it's a it's a money pit and their it's children suffer. Pit. I went to jail for 21 months because I saved my children from horrendous physical mental abuse. Uh, it was so bad that Sharon Williams de- demoted my ex husband. He's no longer a manager because of all the outcry in the community and it was worth mm-hmm. every single day knowing that he couldn't abuse my children or not give them cough medicine or take them to the doctor when they were sick. And I went into Canada, and Canada did not protect me, and I know exactly how you feel in some ways, and I know what's going on with these court... They call them court whores. They're not... They're just making money for all these... That's just, you know, the guardian ad litems. One thing you should do is you should not be able to assign any guardian ad litem. It should be a list. that's completely abused. So there's in Texas, there's two forms of abuse on this. One is guardian ad litems, and two are amicus attorneys. Judges in Texas typically prefer amicus attorneys because um, an amicus attorney cannot be cross-examined. Uh, they're not required to give evidence, um, and yet they can interrogate you. They're basically a, a, a fact-finder lawyer for the judge. The judge makes you pay for their own lawyer in court. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but there's a, there is a pattern here in family courts. Uh, family mm-hmm. courts consistently pick the abuser and the worst parent. And the reason for that is it generates the most revenue for psychologists and lawyer cronies of the courts. Um, psychologists, it, it's interesting. There are no standards for custody evaluations in the psychology community. There are no standards for this. So they're making it up as they go along. They, they usually even make you sign waivers that you understand that there are no standards, no psychological standards for this. Psychologists are just making this stuff up and dressing up personal opinions as science. And we need to start fighting back against that in the courts. One of the things that I'm proposing in Texas is that we, we, uh, we currently psycholog- court-appointed psychologists have total immunity from any lawsuit arising from their actions in the court. So even if we can prove that they lied, and in my case, every single psychologist that has testified has perjured themselves, and I've been able to prove it by recording them. Wow. And I can't sue wow. them. I can't get recompense for that. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do in Texas is propose a law which will give them qualified immunity. As long as they were acting according to the law, they have immunity from a lawsuit. But if there's reasonable suspicion that they did not act according to the law, uh, you'll be able to sue them and get triple damages. Good. Thank you, Sherry, for your phone call. We do want to get to another phone call, um, but we appreciate your call and um, being able to weigh in. Let's go to Scott in uh, Idaho. Scott? Yeah. um, I went through the sex change process, and I was raised up as a Church of Christ member, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very strong Christian. I turned my back on God, and then I started having problems with the bone density issue, and Mm -hmm. uh, my heart goes out to you, your boy, and you, and I wouldn't wish this on any kid anywhere. It just is, it's, I wished I wouldn't have done it. God have mercy, but I take testosterone now and bone density pills, and I'm an older person now, but 
you know. Mm-hmm. Kids don't need this in their lives at such a young age. And it's, it's a crime. These it judges crime. need these judges need to be held accountable. Yes, it just, it's it, it's crazy. it's a problem because judges in Texas and most states have absolute immunity from prosecution in the course of their duties. There's the only way to hold them accountable in Texas. There's three ways. One way is they, you can get them out by election. The third way you can you can uh, use the judicial conduct commission, which can investigate them. I have personally talked to the Judicial Conduct Commission, and I have found out they have no budget. They cannot prosecute judges because they simply don't have any money to do it. And the third way is through impeachment. And if I'm elected, I I have a raft of judges that I'm going to introduce articles of impeachment, and I want to change the culture in the Texas legislature to bring back supervision of the judiciary by the legislature, which is the really only check and balance in our Constitution on judges. Well, so that's like a good plan. But um, Scott, you said that you so you went through a transition. You went through sex change, and you are are trying to ch- change back because of all the well, health issues. I and- I can't. I just got to live with who I am, and uh, my name is my birth name is Scott, and that's and I'm I gave my life back over to Christ, and and I try to live a good life, and and I thought maybe me telling these kids through this show might change their tune you know, and help. It's just truly a tragedy that the psychology community has ignored the testimony of detransitioners like yourself. You know, they always tell us that we have to respect the lived experience of transgender people, and that's the basis of this transgender ideology. Well, then why are they ignoring the lived experience of detransitioners like yourself? It's a yeah. tremendous contradiction in the psych- in the psychology community. Yes, thank you, Scott, for your phone call, and thank you for being brave and sharing your story. And, Jeff, we are out of time, but thank you for coming on. I hope people will go to Save James on Facebook, you said. Save James yes. to um, get more of his story. Find out how you can help. Join him. He is being so brave and at such expense, both to cost of personal life and finances. Please j- join Jeff Younger, support his cause. Thank you. The globalist social engineers always intended to push their COVID biomedical tyranny lockdowns until the populations rebelled. They would then use that as the pretext for permanent martial law and banning and arresting anybody that speaks out against their lies. But because of so many scientists and engineers and researchers and others coming public and and whistleblowers, now their whole project is falling apart because the people are aware that it is a world government corporate takeover. And so it's pulling back the curtain now more than ever. The problem is some globalist-controlled areas are not going to give up on their takeover, like Canada, where they've now declared a civil emergency in martial law in Ontario, and other areas of the world are following suit, like Australia. So pray for these folks big time. This is a very serious situation. And stay tuned into InfoWars.com, because truth is absolutely paramount.